And I, for one, welcome our new gentlemen, overlords. Who? 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 Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Gentlemen Overlords. I'm Andrew. I'm Max. I'm Robert. And uh, we probably should have talked about this before we started recording. Uh, do we want to do a movies we've seen in, since we're talking about like kind of a hodgepodge of movies anyways? Do we want to do movies uh, we've seen up front and then? We can do unrelated movies we've seen. Okay, let's do that. There you go. Unrelated movies we've seen. Hit that unrelated movies we've seen. Something's on. Don't you forget about me. Look my way, girl. Something Unrelated movies we've seen. <laughs> oh, man, I love that new theme song. Yeah. Remix. Uh, Robert, why don't you lead us off at bat? Hey, uh, I rewatched Hereditary. Pretty fucked up movie. Um, it is very dark and a lot of grief, but it's very freaky i just kind of felt like uh watching that the other night yeah y'all ever seen it no i will never <laughs> yeah i wouldn't uh, i wouldn't imagine it's pretty intense who's the director that would be oh fudge i'm forgetting their name what uh, else have they done they also did midsummer it's not with lawrence ari aster yeah that might be right yeah i probably um, was in that one Midsummer, which I also enjoyed. Um, yeah, Ari Aster. Good stuff. Good stuff. But I don't blame anyone for not wanting to go for it. And I do feel like um, there were some incredible performances from not just... Now I can't remember the freaking uh, adult son's name in it. Jesus He's God. very great. He's been Wait, in a lot what? of things. I'm sorry, Andrew. <laughs> Andrew does the research, folks. I don't know what to tell you. Um, he Alex was also Wolf. in the... Hmm. Oh, and. <laughs> hey perfect for <laughs> halloween um and then um uh just yeah just incredible performances from everyone in there honestly um and then i also watched dune mm. yeah. y'all seen it not yet yeah i think let's hold on to that one let's talk about that one later i don't have to say very much about it i enjoyed it i'm glad it's gonna get a sequel i didn't yeah. know it wasn't advertised as Dune Part 1, so when the first thing that pops up on screen is Dune Part 1, I was like, what? But other than that, oh. now that it's getting a sequel, I don't really care. So It might not have been advertised, but it, like... That was in their plans. It was known. Yeah, that, yeah. Like, I knew that there was... Yeah, but I knew... I don't know. I feel like there's... You expect to go in for like a full movie, so yeah. when it kind of like leaves you on like a pretty big cliffhanger and or it feels like it's like not getting enough out there, you're like, What's going on? And then it's like, see you if part two happens. Um, yeah, yeah, the big, the thing that's been like very annoying about like fan fandom online about this movie is like people are like, if you don't see it in the theater, then we won't get a part two. And just like, well, this. I is heard conflicting things that if you also if it was like streaming well, it would also 
help. I think it was going to get a part two no matter what. But like Maybe. I, people were just like irrationally like, oh, if you don't do it right, if you don't see it the way the director well, we're still wants. still in a pandemic. And if people aren't comfortable going to the theater, I understand. I want to yeah. see it like I watched it on HBO Max because it was like the first day and we just weren't too busy to be able to go out and do that. But sure. I would go and see it in a the theater. I It was it's obviously like there's like a, a lot of spectacle to very pretty looking movies so i would love to see it on a big screen but yeah. it just wasn't in the cards for me sorry if i almost what if i was the one view that had stopped it from oh damn it yeah if one more person had seen it's the um <clears throat> uh the third what was it 12 cinder blocks are missing that simpsons joke where it's like yeah, there'll, 12 be no cinder orphanage. Blocks. yeah there'll be no hospital for the children exactly i'll, go, I'll let them know um yeah, and if Villeneuve really likes the story and wants to keep making these, wants to make, hey, even when the books get bad, which might be quickly in the Dune series, mm-hmm. I haven't read them myself, but <laughs> it'd be funny if like that's all he did for the rest of his life. Just continue um, to make Dune sequels? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that was it for movies we've seen, unless we're kind of rolling in. I saw like a short. Does that count as a movie? Do you, Do you consider it a movie? Yeah. It was, and I wonder if you guys have ever seen this. It's Mickey Mouse in Runaway Brain. Oh, uh, I saw a headline, an article about that. Like it's something that they buried or something like that. Well, it's, it we kind of had weird, a weird reception when it first came out because it was um, just kind of like a weird kind of like, obviously horror is a, is a big word for it, but, a weird plot, like a not a light plot. And it was before, I think it played right before a kid in King's Arthur's Court, which I wouldn't have seen uh, in theaters, I don't think. And then it looks like it was also in before The Hunchback of Notre Dame in Australia at one point. I think it was attached to a goofy movie in Europe. So oh. there was like certain <clears throat> films that were released where it was like playing before them in theaters. When you said a king and King of Arthur's Court, I thought you were talking about the kid who would be king, that uh, mm. movie that just came out recently. Like, why did they <laughs> play this before a movie like movies like 20 years ago and then the ones like four years ago? But I get it now. Got it. Uh, well, it's I, weird. Did, it's... I did see a uh, goofy movie in Europe, so I might have seen this. Uh, oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. Sacre Blue. How was it? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, man. When the, he picks up that fromage pizza. Oh, I love that scene. <laughs> um, it's Mickey is playing a video game. It's like Mortal Kombat, but he's playing as like uh, one of the seven dwarves fighting the evil witch. It's like, ooh, ooh, uh, ooh, ooh. It's like this weird like Disney fighting game. And Minnie comes home I want and is it. like, huh? I want it. It's you, you, I'll send you the link. It's like, you know, you watch it on like, you know, some Vimeo thing or something, but it's, it's pretty short. Anyway. Um, he wants the video game, that, I think. He ignores I the video kind of, game to be made. Yeah. He ignores Minnie when she comes in, like she walks in front of the TV and she's like, I'm so excited for tonight. And he's like, Hey, you're trying to get me killed. And she's like, maybe because he's like clearly forgotten. And it's just like, what, like playing a video game, like, uh, and he forgot their anniversary. Oh, man. So she flicks on the lights and is like, You're the worst. And then he grabs a newspaper because he sees like a mini golf advertisement and is like, Oh, I didn't forget. I have this thing right here. And then when he shows her the paper, the bottom folds down and he's like, He's like, Blue sky, bright sun, 18. She's like, Days in Hawaii. And it's like a Hawaii advertisement on the bottom, but it's for like a thousand dollars. Or I guess it's 999999. That can't be right. That's too many cents. Anyway. <laughs> The point is, he looks up this doctor who will give like a thousand dollars if you come and do the, the experiment. And when he shows up, it's this 
like ape with like a like a light bulb helmet and it's voiced by kelsey Grammer. wow nice. and and it's like doctor or he's like he's like here it is like 666 low lobotomy lane and it's like lobotomy lane mm, very um, funny so he gets his <laughs> brain swapped with a giant like frankenstein version of pete uh named julius and basically it means that he's running around looking like this horrible like creature and Mickey is now like maybe you've seen pictures of him online if you look up like uh runaway brain Mickey he's like a monster like he's all like ragged and screwed up looking and his teeth are sharp and it's really freaky and he finds Minnie and when he like goes to her Julius you know Mickey and Julius's body like tries to grab them and like stop them and she's confused because she thinks he's the monster this whole thing the animation is very slick um i think like especially like now it probably has like a fan base because it's kind of weird why is and it so just, controversial it's it's just because like i think it's just because like they didn't like seeing mickey mouse's body like possessed by someone else hmm. and this is like i don't know who they are if it's just like you know who knows maybe just the diehard disney mickey fans it's he doesn't have a ton of personality so i thought it was fun furious. to see him being like a weirdo who was playing video games and forgetting his girlfriend's uh anniversary and then also like this weird body swap thing i don't know i thought it was interesting hmm. i think it was maybe just not appreciated at the time but um i would recommend it you can kind of find like a just a version of it up online somewhere not the best quality but um it's worth looking at and i wanted to mention the there's a part where he goes and he knocks on the door to let in and then like a tube opens up and he like gets sucked down and you can pause it i was trying to figure out the timeline but Zazu from Lion King is like getting sucked in. It's like leaves and stuff are getting sucked in, and very quickly in the animation, Zazu is getting sucked in. Hmm. So it takes place in Africa. <clears throat> the entire Disney um, verse is getting sucked in. Um, and then the other thing is there's a pink slip, like with these papers and, and all the detritus like flying down the tube with him. And it says uh, JK on it, which stands for Jeffrey Katzenberg. Huh? Yeah, JK Rowling. Uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg, who was previously part of like the Disney company and then like went on to form, um, you know, another rival studio DreamWorks. So it was just funny that like even in that weird short that was derided, they put in a weird Easter egg about like him getting kicked and and not being a part of the the program anymore. So thought it was a little. Hey, those animators have fun, don't they? Yeah, they sure do. And we won't talk about any of the other things Disney animators have hidden in their movies over the years. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only interesting one. Yep. Uh, Max, what about you? What movies you seen? I saw a movie called Coda, which is about what well, Rob's nodding. You know this yeah. one? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's about a uh, a family made up of mostly deaf people, uh, but the daughter uh, can hear. And uh, she gets interested in, well, I guess she enjoys singing and she gets interested in choir because of a boy that she's into. Mm-hmm. Um, and then ends up, uh, you know, she has to decide whether her singing career or her or helping out her family is more important and all that. So it's like a, it's a pretty, uh, pretty typical little, uh, coming of age story but it's good it's fun and it's really uh, interesting to see the uh dynamics of the deaf family and and um how they kind of rely on her and and her brother resents her a little bit like um in communicating with 
with people who can't who don't know sign language mm. and uh one thing i really appreciated in this movie was when they were showing sign language it seemed to me like they were like completely showing it mm -hmm. it really bothers me when they have uh actors in a movie they're doing sign language and they just do a close-up of the face so you can tell that they're doing sign language but they don't show the sign language i think that's a that's a waste that's mm -hmm. stupid yeah it's it feels kinda... like a, yeah it feels like any opportunity to actually show i've i saw you know people people on a bus having a conversation like in fact it looked like an argument in sign and it's just like something it's it feels like so worth it to be able to like see that in any context, let alone in a movie where it's kind of like a learning experience too, if you wanted it to be. Yeah. And, and it, it just seems like if you, if you have people who are, who are going to understand that, right. Then why, why cut them out of that? Yeah. You're like, yes. we're representing you, but you're also completely cut out from this. You're just going to have to read subtitles while people are signing in the movie. It, mm -hmm. it just seems like a stupid thing. I think they did it in quiet place or something like that. Oh, no, we lost Max now. Ah, oh, my internet. It's always going to happen at least once. Who the hell would have internet problems? Come on, get it. Get it. <laughs> Fix this shit, Max. Come on. Uh, so I don't know where I cut off, but the, A Quiet Place did it. Yeah, I think that was where you were Okay, and it, it bugged me when it did it. I think other, other things have done it, but I don't really remember yeah. which ones. Anyways, uh, it's, it's kind of corny, but it's a cute movie. I would check it out. I had some tears. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, I also watched a documentary called This Will Change Everything. It's about um, women the in segue. Hollywood. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's about the revolutionary segue that we, we're all uh, traveling a little. I'm a little on one right now. now. Yeah. No, it is about um, about representation of women in Hollywood and, and um, how things have changed, how things haven't. And one thing that was interesting was that uh, they mentioned – before big money got involved in Hollywood, there were a lot more women working. And as soon as like large money interests got involved, they cut out women. They they dropped like there were they had a, a guild of directors that that had like m multiple like multiple dozens of women at least, and it like immediately went down to one woman and all men. Hmm. Wow. But it, yeah, it's interesting. It's got people that you're into, like a ton of amazing actresses and directors and stuff like that in in the movie, talking about their stories and talking about what's going on. Uh, Gina Davis is in it, talking about how she like um, started noticing uh, with her kid uh, how how little representation there was in in children's movies and how that would affect, you know, people growing up and um, how she started a campaign with that. Um, and that kind of leads me to the next movie. I watched Beetlejuice. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gina Davis is awesome. Um, she is, She's great in that. Yeah. And it was a good spooky Halloween-y one. Already seen it. It's, it's interesting. Like, um, wow, you guys both watch movies with some sandworms in them. That's right. That's right. It's oh, yeah. Guess we'll have to see if I complete the. One's trick from out. Saturn. One's from Arrakis. <laughs> Can they get along? <laughs> uh, also interesting seeing Alec Baldwin. Um, I believe oh, this was before. I watched this before the. Uh, the news broke. The, before the murder occurred. Yikes! Yeah, it was a. Um, 
Anyways, also, uh, Michael Keaton. Such a weird role as Beetlejuice. So great. And I feel like I've mentioned before, maybe it's it's just one of those legend things, or maybe it is confirmed, like, little things like uh, the green, kind of the mossiness around his scalp and everything kind of creeping in. Like, I think that was, like, his idea. Yeah, it just grew on him, right? Like he he was just really. <laughs> I guess like, like, it's such a weird. It's just not even like he's not supposed to be like you know like a plant ghost or something. It's just like a weird look where it's like, what the fuck? Why does he have this green mossy shit on him? And it's it's so bizarre. Also, like yeah. I mean, we've talked about it before. But like, was he a guy before? Like he died, and he's. I guess well, we're going to find really out the uh, in the Disney Plus uh, origin story of Beetlejuice. Oh yeah, Juice Juice, <laughs> starring OJ um, Simpson. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Michael Keaton, working actor still, but refuses to come back. He's like, I'm giving it to the real juice. The real juice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can't handle it. Um, this no, is that's, weird. That... Your your internet connection rubbed off on me, Rob. How dare you? My internet connection it. has been fine today. Um, <laughs> did you know, Max, that there was a uh, at one time going to be a uh, Hawaiian uh, set sequel to Beetlejuice? And then it kind of morphed into Moana. Yep. <laughs> I did not know that. What can uh, I say except it's showtime? <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. That's real yeah. bad, guys. Yeah, no thanks. Um, yeah, it would have been. It would have been like the Dietzes go on a Hawaiian vacation, and then like Beetlejuice, like it's and like ancient spirits, which that like. The spirits of people like living on the island, that's making me not... I think that was the part yeah, of the plot. It sort of feels like good that this didn't get made. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, it, I didn't need a surfing Beetlejuice anyway. I kind of liked everything about the first one, and that's about that. So I wonder if any of those ideas kind of got uh, picked up cartoon, for the cartoon. Maybe? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and again, another thing where it's like, hey, remember when I tried to date you when you were underage? <laughs> or uh, marry you, rather? Now, well, now we're pals in the underworld. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, a lot, of seasons. The, a lot of those uh, animated shows kind of smooth out the rough edges. Yeah. But that's pretty much property. all Beetlejuice they, is. There is, was like a Robocop animated series too, I think. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I think there was. Like Toxic Avenger too. That yeah, was there you go. The, the yeah, it's like, I love the idea of like a cartoon based on a movie that a kid like should not watch. Yes, <laughs> absolutely should not. not. Yeah. Any trauma film should not be made into a cartoon. And yet, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Saturday don't morning. get me started on freaking South Park, okay? Oh, my. Ooh. Oh, uh, I also watched Dick Tracy. This is kind of up the same alley. Weird little based on uh, Good makeup. comics. Yeah. Weird makeup also. It I just, mean, I love it because if you look at the old comics, it's just these bizarre henchmen and yeah. people with weird names and funky looking heads. And they were like, yeah, we're going to no, we're gonna do it. We're going to do all that. The and cast, it's horrifying. Yeah. The cast... It's pretty incredible. Yeah, it's pretty great. But the weirdest thing to me, and I didn't notice it until this watch through, Kathy Bates is in it as a secretary who's taking notes. Dustin Hoffman plays Mumbles. Oh, when he's Mumbles? And it, yeah. And so she plays uh, not a secretary, but a stenographer. stenographer. Yeah. And she's taking down notes, and she's just like, they asked her, did you get all that? Really? Yeah. I don't remember her uh, little, that's it. Remember all she that does little is, cameo. All she does is shrug, because she doesn't even have a speaking line. Wow. What that's a way. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, you know who, who my favorite character in Dick Tracy is? Dick? No. The kid who can't stop eating. <laughs> you, great. Cool. Great. <laughs> hey! 
Mine He's is, cool. Mine is Al He keeps saying, when do we eat? Yeah, it's, it's so good. Uh, oh, you my, know what just literally popped up on my phone? Uh, one uh, of the people I watch uh, do movie reactions on YouTube, they're watching Beetlejuice for the first time. Wow. Wow. Well, yeah, obviously listeners of our show. I thought you were exactly. going to say a uh, picture of Dick Tracy came up, a real dick pic coming up on your phone. <laughs> this is actually how I got into it. Uh, you were just dick pics. Dick, you were looking at dick pics, and you're like, "Who's this fucking yellow coat motherfucker?" <laughs> a coworker uh, gave me his phone number and said, "Don't send me a dick pic." And then I sent him uh, a gif of Dick Tracy, and he was too young to understand. Also, Dick Tracy dick had like, Tracy a little was, Apple so watch. Like, yeah, I should watch this. Yeah, he had like the little communicator watch things. Pretty cool. He's so ahead of his time. Another property where that was going to be a Disney ride. Was like really? Dick Tracy's Crime Busters, and you would like shoot at, at like it would be like Roger Rabbit, like zooming around, but then you'd be like shooting at mobsters. It's like what in the world? <laughs> I mean, they still have the shooting gallery at Disney's Land, so maybe that's I guess that's fine. But not into that Dick riding. Oh nope. boy, no thanks. <laughs> More of a bum oh, rider guy yourself. <laughs> yeah, Disney does not need another problematic ride. Okay. Uh, uh, another movie I watched was called Freaks. It was a German movie about people getting superpowers cool okay. it looked it looked like uh, sorry I, I also got distracted again by uh robert's face because he looked like i'm i'm thinking i know this one i'm, then, I'm nodding in approval i'm engaging yeah, with you listeners if you can't see robert's face you're missing out yeah yeah you really are it's distracting me though robert because uh, normally <laughs> you don't. stay motionless <laughs> when you say what movie you watch then yeah then uh, then i'll know you know this is a, a typical day or you guys normally just ignore everything <laughs> that I say. Anyway, freaks. I'm German. writing down everything you've talked about so far. So fuck you, Max. <laughs> Are you really? Yeah. Yes, he take, he does the show notes. Oh my goodness, I didn't know those existed. They do I now. Could use those. This is the first. I could use them. Yeah, this is the first time I'm doing them, but you still. <laughs> Be thankful yeah. for this thing I didn't tell you. I was what did doing. you write? Just write down. Max throws a fucking fit at <laughs> yeah. you know this time code. Big yeah. baby. Yeah. Important to know. Yeah, you're gonna. <laughs> fill up a lot of notebooks with that yeah it's, yeah it says yeah it's like we talk about our favorite halloween movies and baby needs a bottle when max goes <laughs> off on a <laughs> max goes off on a tangent about me re- robert reacting to uh <laughs> i'm giving you shit max ah, I'm giving you shit. i appreciate it i'm engaging with the shit that you're giving me because i can't nodded at me <laughs> uh so free freaks, freaks was kind of like Fairly typical. It seemed at first like it was going to do something new and interesting, but it really like kind of stuck to uh, just typical. She gets super strength. Another guy gets electricity. And when was this made? When was this from? Uh, it's got to be f- recent-ish, mm-hmm. like 2010 onwards, something like that. I would say probably 2011, Between 2010 and onward. Got it. Yeah, something like that. The Within the last onward. decade or so. <laughs> Uh, I also watched half of Signs. And Ooh, maybe, which half? Maybe. <laughs> I should have started at the end. Maybe the <laughs> maybe the second half is better. I might not have even made it halfway through. Honestly, that you don't like it? I didn't. I really didn't. It was weird. I, it didn't capture me. Like I, I, I kept feeling like I don't understand what the director is trying to do with this well with, he's with trying to drive comments. away in that one scene and then he tells then he tells them that the aliens are scared yeah, of water why did he show oh, <laughs> wait is this unbreakable 
Yeah, yes. It turns out, like, yeah, does Shyamalan not like the water? <laughs> Lady in the water? I guess I that's a so good thing. I didn't get far enough for the water thing. I did see M. Night Shyamalan in his own movie, and they're just like, who is that guy? Is that the guy? His whole thing is that he he's a big Hitchcock fan. And I thought that whole thing was that Hitchcock is often in peers as a very small cameo in his movies. Oh. But I don't believe he's, he, does he ever have like a speaking role or ever like do anything more than just be like walking his dog in the background. Cause I feel like if you look it up, it's pretty fleeting. Yeah. And to have, I don't know. I, I, I feel like Peter Jackson nailed those ones, but yeah, this, perfect, some one of my was favorite like, cameos from a director. Yeah. And my someone was odd. Would, and like and, a big speaking role where he's like, hey, there's an alien in my house. Also, I think they're scared of water because they don't go by the water. And it's yeah. like, what are you doing? He's, dude? Not, he's not like a background character. He's usually like the linchpin of like the heroes figuring out what's going That's, on. Yeah, because yeah, he's also the guy that accidentally killed Mel Gibson's wife in the movie. <laughs> See, I didn't I, I didn't even get to that part. I just got to where they were looking at him through the window. And they're, oh, okay. they're just saying, is that the guy? And then he drives away. And mm. even that part, I was like, that was too much. Of, you know who else is in that? Too is, much uh, of a Michael Showalter. In movie. Showalter's in that? Yeah. Yes. If the, there's the part early on where um, uh, Joker himself goes to the armor, army recruiting station. And My Showalter Joker. is like, yeah. And Showalter is like the like signing up. He's already there, like writing a thing and being like, oh, you washed up baseball bum. And then like, I think he, uh, Joaquin comes up and is like, kind of like fakes him out and Joel Walter kind of goes, but it's like a really small, I didn't know you didn't know that. No. Yeah. I don't think I've yeah, seen signs, signs all the way through. So I don't think, I mean, I'm probably going off nostalgia and I think there's some really, there's some good scares in it, but it's, it's about faith and it's kind of this uneven movie for me. So I, I like the parts that are creepy, like the baby monitor and the Mexico video and stuff like that. But it, I don't think I, I think on rewatch, I probably wouldn't enjoy it as much as I did. So yeah, yeah, I couldn't really get through it. It's, it's weird how much they mention cursing. How cursing is like the worst thing you can do in the world. According well, that's to the next right, farming family. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's there's a few things where I was just like, this doesn't. Why do they keep harping on about this? And maybe they they brought it around. Like why the girl doesn't like water that's been no, she out? keeps leaving like. And oh. she keeps annoyingly leaving like glasses of water. She'll take two yeah. sips and leave them all over the place. It's because they're afraid It's a character trait uh, that ends up saving everyone. I see. I see. Okay. So that one does come into play. Does cursing come into play? Or are the, are the aliens scared of people <laughs> saying a bad oh, word? Yeah, sail- oh. They don't like sailor talk. Mm. Yeah. yeah. My, they, yeah, they my <laughs> delicate sensibility. Clutch, clutch their pearls. Yeah. <sighs> and going the, light years They realize if they curse at them, they'll faint. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I thought that was dumb, so I stopped watching. It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's the Got it. That, too, or, and Mac or uh, Andrew, you're writing down too scary. For yeah, Mac. too scary. Too scary. Yeah. <laughs> that's frightening. I don't know. Made up elaborate backstory about why he wanted to stop, but we can tell he's scared. <laughs> Damn it, Rob! You see right through me. It doesn't. Quaking it doesn't help boots. that you're on Zoom and your teeth are chattering, just shaking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if the microphone's picking it up. Yeah. Andrew, Andrew Andrew's going to massage that out. It'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, I saw a couple of real spooky sequels, Toy Story 2 and D2 The Mighty Ducks. Uh, wow. Both, both on Disney+. Plus. Uh, the terrifying Iceland team takes on America in D2 The Mighty Ducks. Are they like a ghost team? or what? what no, they're they? just big and scary. They're just really oh, tough. Okay. 
so it's like scary because they're so good at hockey. They're, <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, I watched Toy Story two, which is I, uh, I kind of forgot. Like this, it's really good. Like it's it's a really good sequel to to Toy Story, and I love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it holds a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes to this day. Like it's still Ooh. like uh, I think Toy Story and Toy Story two both hold a hundred percent. And even though I think three and four are really good movies, they're both less than in Rotten Tomatoes. But could I mean, and, could that could could anyone write a review now about Toy Story two and have that number go down? I don't know because it is it's like a it is a critique score or critic score. So like I don't know that like a you know like a critic is gonna do that. I suppose they <laughs> could, but I I just want to trash the record. Yeah. Uh, it's it's great, and I forgot that Kelsey Grammer voices the prospector. Oh, Stinky Pete! Stinky Pete! Uh, maybe maybe his greatest role. Maybe maybe I did, like it. After a while, I was like, oh, you know what? I hear Sideshow Bob. I don't know how I didn't know this wasn't Kelsey Grammer. I was like, yeah, that's definitely when he steps on the pitchfork and it hits him in the <laughs> face. Um, one of the top, maybe just one of my favorite scenes in a in cinema, and third, I mean, out of like what hundreds or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Woody getting repaired mm-hmm. is such a great little scene. Yeah, I love it so much. Um, and it's just so like I think it's just because like I also like like satisfying things, like things getting cleaned and things getting you know fixed is just like a satisfying thing to watch. So like seeing a character like that being repaired so diligently and repainted and like his little cheeks getting read, it's just mm-hmm. it's so so good. Love yeah. that. Yeah, it's great. One thing. When I watched that movie, I felt like they really left out the the backstory of Buzz Lightyear. I was like, "Where is this guy even <laughs> yeah. from? Where did kids there's, even learn to yeah. like a space there's man?" There's so many of him in that toy store. Like, where did this? Like, I I have to know where all of these came from. Uh, I I did think it was a little because, like, in Toy Story three, Bo Peep's just not in the movie, and in this one, she's one of the like three toys that's just like left behind as they go on their adventure. And I did feel a little like the boys are gonna go save woody let the you know the, the the women can stay behind and you know man the house you know like whatever it just looks like okay it's, it's a missed opportunity to have her be in it more because yeah in three he's like yeah we've lost all these friends like op blah 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 and he kind of says all these things yeah. but also like they're introducing jesse and her character is so great yeah jesse's and, awesome and not like if there was like too much real estate like ah we couldn't have bo peep also helping find them but isn't she also they they didn't seem ambitious enough to turn her into like the Toy Story 4 Bo Peep, where yeah. she's like running around like a badass and mm-hmm. stuff. So it's a bummer that she wasn't in it more, but I'm happy that we did get like a female yeah. character that's so awesome. I love Jesse in that yeah. movie. Also, one of the stars of a uh, mobile game Toy Story Drop. Uh, uh, Bo Peep has a great arc in, to- in Toy Story Drop. Uh, find it from Big Fish Games on your mobile device. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I, I love it. I, and I genuinely love just that, like, like Woody was so obsessed with like he knew Buzz Lightyear was this hot new figure and he was worried that Andy was getting it. He's never thought about what he is as a toy and finding out that like, he's this thing that was like, love the world over. He was this howdy doody style, like character with all of these friends and went on adventures and stuff was like, I, I love that part of it. And it made yeah. sense that he was sort of like pulled the, sort of away. The joy like, of him watching his own television show was, was mm-hmm. very fun. I did like, it's like that. when I re-listened to episodes of gentlemen, that's Overlords. right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, watch the the sequel to The Mighty Ducks and another movie where the uh, women are just very underutilized. Another uh, Disney trope, I guess. But um, Mighty sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, it was, it was, it's a fun nostalgia rewatch. I don't know. It was like, it's not great. They're not great movies, but they're silly. They're harmless. They're, you know, um, what is her name? She's in Wet Hot American Summer. Um, she's the girl that Paul Rudd's dating at the beginning. And then, uh, Coop is always trying, is, is aiming for her throughout the movie. Uh, you're our researcher, Andrew, so uh, this is not going to work uh, too well. Anyways, she's in it. I forgot. It was kind of fun to see her as a uh, young hockey player. But yeah, I don't know. Both kind of fun, harmless movies. Anyways, let's get to some television show we've seen. <laughs> TV shows we've seen. <laughs> we've seen. All right. Robert, TV. Uh, only thing I've seen really is um, some Treehouse of Horrors in honor of the season, time of the season. I did the same um, thing. I also did the re- same thing. Yeah. Uh, rewatched. I'm trying to think what's the one I just watched most recently was, um, oh, the toaster that sends Homer. Uh-huh. There's a weird joke where he's like, I'm the first non-Brazilian person to travel through time. I think there's a Brazil what? joke. It isn't, I don't think, because there's, a, like, I looked it up, and I guess, like, not graining, but whoever else was, like, heading it up at the time, like, the original joke was, I'm the first non-fictional character to, like, travel through time. Hang and, on, let me, let me consult the Simpsons guide. Hang on. Wow, okay. Um, and, but yeah, which makes more sense to me, and I don't know why the joke changed. Yeah, I, I, I guess, it was it supposed to be a Brazil reference? It's weird to me. It was um, a uh, it was a reference to Fast Five actually, mm. in the the chase in Rio de Rio de Janeiro. Yes, it was it was yeah. Hey, Simpsons did it right. They were always ahead of the game. Okay, I've right. got a um, here. <sighs> <laughs> wow, he looks like Gandalf when he uh, rode to to <laughs> Minas Tirith and he's pouring over the books trying to re- learn about the ring. But he takes a break every once in a while to read about the Simpsons. <laughs> um, no, that that has the one though where like he goes back to the time of the dinosaurs and is like told he's like, he remember, I have to remember my the advice that my grandpa gave me on my wedding day or my dad gave me a wedding day. And he's like, if you ever travel back in time, like don't touch anything. <laughs> That's um, where he like stumbles backwards and, and steps on everything. Steps, he steps on like something, a fish at one point that's crawling out of the ocean. Another time he accidentally sneezes on a T-Rex and then that infects the rest of the dinosaurs. At one point he gets fed up and goes and just starts like smashing everything. And one of the I futures. love in that one when he's like smashing everything that he just like punches a dinosaur out of the sky. That one makes me <laughs> laugh so hard every time. Yeah, it's so quick. You like there's like a little pteranodon or something. You're like, Poosh. um, but yeah, I do love that he kind of misses out on like what would have been his ideal world where Patty and Selma they're they're on their way to Patty and Selma's funeral that day, and like they're rich. And like the kids are well behaved, everything looks great, but he doesn't think donuts exist. And then it turns out that's it's what comes out and down as rain. Yeah, Homer, yeah, uh, it would have been perfect. It's so strange because I I hardly ever think about the Simpsons besides when you guys were talking about them. Okay, and, but like, and I haven't seen them in so long, but these ones still stick in my mind. But like when I was watching Treehouse of Horror, I was just I wanted to see new ones, and so I like started from the end and went back. And uh, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm not a kid anymore, but I don't know. I don't think I'm going to remember these in 10 years, you know? I think there is something to like watching these when you're younger and they make such an impact on you when you're growing up that like, I mean, I genuinely think like seasons, you know, 
three through like 14 are like so funny. Um, but you know, part of that is growing up with them and maybe that having a bit of like shaping sense of humor is that like, yeah, Mm -hmm. like the newer stuff isn't going to stick with you as well because one it's, I generally, I don't think it's as well written, but also like it's, it, you know, we're now adults. So it just stuff kind of, I don't know, like I, I don't, typically stuff doesn't stick with me as well as an adult as it was on a kid anyway. So have you guys um, heard of, uh, those, those Springfield kids, I think is what it's called. It's a no. web comic that kind of like picks up, uh, in the high school, like as if the, the Simpsons aged finally. And aged. so they're like, yeah, they're high school kids. I think, hmm. uh, I'm not always on board with like, cause they did like Rugrats all grown up and mm-hmm. stuff like all grown up or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's weird sometimes to see those characters. I'm like, why isn't Tommy shitting his pants? Like, it's not. It's weird, you know. <laughs> I think. I mean, they haven't gotten very far into it. I think it's only one chapter, but the the characters are fairly similar to what they are, just a little bit older. Well, I'm gonna boycott it, and I'm gonna make a petition to <laughs> have it taken down. He's got to be shitting that's his pants. Guy. That's my boy. Yeah. Bart hasn't said his catchphrase yet. What the fuck? <laughs> Um, what about what? Did, which one did you guys watch? Max. I watched about three of them going back from the new ones. I can't really. I don't know which ones were which. I skipped the uh, Thanksgiving horror one. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Hmm. Uh, the Thanksgiving of horror. I just maybe yeah. Tree, Treehouse of Thanksgiving. I don't know. Treehouse of Thanksgiving. <laughs> Thanksgiving turkey. I think the that one doesn't I, make sense. I think the one I just most recently watched was the Omega Man one. Where Homer oh, goes yes. into the bomb shelter and then a bomb goes off and he's the last one left. Um, yeah, that one's very funny too. Yeah, I love that one. Little Bart, little Lisa, little and, Marge, and the rest. And, the rest. <laughs> and Maggie, the TV, the dog fly by. <laughs> it's. I mean, it's. It's really funny. It's just. It's like it is inconsistent with like, and Maggie makes three where like his entire workspace is dedicated to Maggie. <laughs> like in the, in the, and that one's just like, Oh, Maggie's an afterthought with the TV. And give him a break. He also forgot Hugo. That's true. Until an episode. Good so point, yeah. he, he, when it's convenient, Homer is just, I love the variation. And that's one of the reasons I, I like Treehouse of horror, especially the old ones it just feels like they can just go so wild and just kind of do whatever they want with the family. It's, it's so funny. Yeah. There's that run of episodes. The one, one of them includes the shinning mm-hmm. where always Willie gets like an ax in his back. I think that's that same one with the, with the toaster. Yes. Yeah. And because, because Maggie like kills him and yeah. then is like, this is a most disturbing, disturbing universe, universe or whatever. Yeah. Um, Homer, you're not back in your own dimension. Yeah. I love, yeah, that's, there's some real good ones. Um, but yeah, that's that's basically what I've seen for TV. Unless you guys want to talk about your your eps, Max, do you have any highlights oh, or other TV shows you watched? Yeah, I watched uh, Giri Haji, or I guess about half of it. But this is uh, it takes place in in Tokyo and in London, kind of between the two. There's um, a yakuza killing that goes on that that happens in London. And then they send a cop from from Tokyo to London, where he meets up with oh gosh, I forget the actress's name, uh, Margaret Schroeder from Boardwalk Empire. Oh, oh here boy. we go! Oh boy, it's a Halloween miracle. 
but is it Kelly, um, Kelly McDonald. Yeah, Kelly McDonald, very Scottish. Um, but uh, it's a good one. It's interesting, and and they go through like there's family stuff that goes on. Like the the person that uh, got sent from Tokyo was looking for his brother. He thought his brother was dead for a year, and then it turns mm. out that he isn't, and that he might have killed this guy in the Yakuza, and it's starting a big like gang war back in Tokyo. So uh, a lot of stuff going on. Still haven't finished it, so we'll see how that all ends. But I'm, I've been enjoying it so far, and I feel like they're doing a good job with the characters and all that. Um, and then I also just caught up on what we do in the shadows and great British bake off. Cool. Good stuff. How about you, Andrew? Um, Jillian, my partner just started rewatching castle. It's on, uh, Hulu, which is Nathan Fillion. Uh, he is a author who ends up helping the police. Cause he's basing his next novel off of a, a detective that works at the NYPD. So he's trying to get inspiration by going on cases with her and wouldn't you know it, they kind of fall in love. Oh. Um, yeah, it's fun. I don't know. It's like a, a there are obviously a zillion different uh, variations on the blank teams up with the police to help. And I don't know, like it, you know, we're, we're she's kind of in season three, season four ish. So like the show is kind of. It, it's like hit its groove on like what it wants to be and where the characters want to be. And it hasn't quite, you know, jumped the shark either. So it's in the, in the sweet spot of, of where it should be and where it's fun. I don't know. How long did it actually go? How many seasons is it? Eight seasons. Wow. That, that's yeah. eight seasons of him still prepping for that same role or. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. No, it, by season eight, he's become a cop. He's given up <laughs> on being a writer. He's. <laughs> um, no, it's, I mean, it's, you know, he's, he's perpetually he's not he's writing a book with the character based on her and so he's oh. that's that's kind of the initial premise and then he eventually is such a a uh an a, asset an asset to the police force that they are just like come on you know rick get in here get in here yelled scamp so um yeah it's 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 fun now we'll see how much i want to stick through watching it with her as she gets through it but you know it's fun now and then um it's fun now <laughs> i watched the premiere of the bachelorette and there was a teaser earlier this year for this this season where uh they showed that one of the male contestants on the show had like a notebook of notes based on the bachelorette and how to act and how to present himself on television to not be a villain and it was just like like serial killer level like notes of like how to behave on this television show. And so in watching the previews like oh that that's going to be so fun but I it's going to suck because it's going to be like halfway through the show or something. It's going to be really deep in the season. Episode 1, they uh the host Can like, I show you my notebook. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, the i'm just just tell me your name first and yeah we'll, then we'll sure if it, this goes well we can talk about this uh no like the hosts decide to do like a room raiders type thing and they go into what all the, the yeah and so they go into the male contestants room and they find this notebook and then eventually they tell the bachelorette and she's like she has to go and she's like she's looking at it and she's like i need you to like leave the room while i do this and he like steps out 
And then she like leaves and she's like, okay, you have to go home. This is so weird that you thought this would be okay. And he's like, can I change your mind? She's like, no, get out of here. And then she wow. looks, and then she looks down at the notebook and it says, if she asks you this, say, can I change your mind? <laughs> yeah. If you get kicked off, hide in the walls of the home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can, and then, dre- and then wear the skin of one of the other contestants. Oh. So you can get back into the game. So weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was quite a fun reveal for the first episode for that to happen, but hey, very Halloween a good programming. Yeah. Bachelorette. Yeah. And, um, and very so, spooky. And since then you've decided you want to take more notes, uh, for the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Like... I thought those are good. Yeah. That was the trade I took away from that is that note taking is good. Yeah. Um, anyways. Yeah. Oh my God. All those books behind Andrew. Jesus Christ. They're uh, all this show notes. This is yeah. Previous episodes bound now. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, that'll do it for TV. Let's get to these scary movies we watch this is our town of halloween this is halloween this is halloween pumpkin screen in the dead of night yeah we all watched different scary movies um let's do it like this so let's say what we watched and then whether you would recommend people watch these for their halloween movie viewings and then we can get into reviewing them after that does that sound good sure Robert, what are we calling this, by the way? This is was the Zoom called Gent Gentoween Gentoween, the Skeleton Overlords. <laughs> oh, I kind of like that. <laughs> um, Robert, what movie did you watch, and would you recommend it? Andrew and Max, I had a double feature. What? Ooh, it was a Night of Man. That's right. I watched the brand new 2021 Candyman. Oh. Followed up mm. with the 2020 The Empty Man. The Empty Man. I've never heard of that. After you finish your candy, you're an empty man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess not after you finish your candy. It's like after you digest like it. It's a day after, yeah. Let's take. Yeah. Let's restart the episode. Let's yeah. restart <laughs> yeah, the whole let's take thing. It, let's take it again. All right. Hey, guys. This is the Skeleton Overlords. Uh, you, can, um, you can watch it in the other direction. That would have been fine. Yeah. Damn it. Robert, would you recommend um, people would. watch The Candyman and The Empty Man? This, yeah, Empty Man came out last October, and I think with everything going on, I think it kind of got swept under the rug a bit. But um, New Candyman, I'm sure you guys have heard of. And um, I would recommend both of those movies. Wow. Those are the, those are what I watched. Max, this, what about uh, you? Uh, I also did a double feature. Oh, my God. I'm not gonna try and tie them together <laughs> uh, that's the best thing about a double uh, shit, okay well i'll give it a shot you can find uh, a connection we'll find something first i watched lost boys Ooh, that's a good one. Oh, this could work and then hey for the second one i watched malignant where there's a boy who gets lost wow. of. okay <laughs> sure yeah yeah uh max would you hey. recommend people watch these movies I would recommend people watch Lost Boys. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Robert. <laughs> and, well, you forgot to mention the other movie that you would recommend. Uh, yeah. There, I think there are things to enjoy about Malignant. Hey, I'll take it. That's for sure. How about you, Andrew? What did you watch? I watched uh, also a recent movie on Hulu, came out in 2019, called Villains with uh, Bill Skarsgård and... Jeffrey Donovan and uh, hmm. Kira Sedwick. And Whoa, I would I recommend I would recommend this. people watch it. It's not particularly gory, 
It's uh, more of a thriller than a horror movie, but it will sure. uh, kind of get your skin crawling a little bit in certain places. So I don't know if I've heard of it. Interesting. Yeah. Those are the movies we watched. We recommend some of them. Uh, Robert, why don't you lead us off? Tell us about your movies. Candyman was the first film I watched uh, that evening, and um, I really enjoyed it. It's a... I don't think it's a spoiler to say that it's sort of a sequel to at least to the first two Candyman movies. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those sequels that's like not called Candyman the Reawakening or whatever, but it is a sequel to the other film called Candyman. Mm -hmm. um, the follow-up to Candyman titled Candyman. Mm -hmm. Unless I'm wrong and it's the Candyman and Candyman is the new one. Anyway, um, even so, it's there's an artist and he's kind of hit this wall where he feels like he's kind of just doing all the same stuff. And he hears the legend of Candyman, and basically kind of investigates it. And it starts to sort of seem to reawaken the legend and kind of um, ignites these killings that they can't really be explained and um, ends up really, yeah, like I said, kind of tying in. I appreciated having previously very, very previously uh, watched um, the original and the sequel, which I hadn't seen before. Um, I liked how much it, it kind of like drew into that. The trailer might've shown it too, but there's also these really great paper cuttings for some of the flashbacks where it's like these characters running along, like the police, you know, running down the one of the original Candyman and, and uh, reference uh, the woman from the first movie too. And kind of like from the perspective of the people that, that saw that, that were there during the climax of the first movie, like how oh, this lady showed up and stole this woman's baby and blah, 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 blah. And it was cool to be like, no, that's not what happened exactly. Cause you've seen the first movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I think if you, I think if anyone enjoyed uh, the other ones, they should definitely check it out. There's some cool updates to it. Um, the Candyman is definitely like very creepy. Um, what about people who like have not seen the original, but do want to see it because Jordan Peele is involved. I think it is self-contained enough that you could like approach it. Like even when they're saying like, Oh, this woman like showed up and she was looking into the Candyman, blah, blah, blah. Like that could all be like, that could just still be backstory than in, in any horror movie. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I feel like, it tells you all the stuff you need to know from the other kind of encounters with him, but it could totally serve as just like narrative for this film as a standalone. Sure. I, I think it's a good, it does a good job of being both sort of a sequel and sort of like a reboot of like, Hey, everything's kicking off again. Like the events of Candyman and Candyman two took place. And now like they're, they're like coming back to the surface because of this new movie. Um, and it's also very new. So I don't want to get like into too many spoilers, but um, yeah, I really did enjoy it. Um, some good gore, um, really creepy. It kind of borrows from the original soundtrack a few times. And um, I forget who that main actor is. He's going to be in the new Michael Bay movie. But um, I thought he was really good. Some really like gross stuff too. Like he gets stung by a bee and then like progressively over the movie, like the scab looks bad and it's kind of like going up his arm and you're just like, oh, don't touch it. Don't like pick it and stuff. Like it's funny that in a movie where like people are getting like, gutted completely mm -hmm. that's what gets me yes, but yeah. it's just a real thing you know or like you have a scab or something and you're just like don't i don't want to disturb it or anything like that it just like ugh, it's does a good that, job with some of that i find that very disturbing in movies when somebody has a problem you know that they should be addressing and they don't yes they're it, just like ignoring like their weird wound or some shit yeah yeah um 
so yeah, I don't want, like I said, I kind of want to leave it sort of short and sweet. It's, I would, but I would really recommend it, especially, especially if you enjoy the other Candyman films or the original at least. Um, and then the empty man. Yeah. Definitely felt like it flew under the radar. I think I'd only heard of it because it was sort of the trailer came out and there's someone going like the empty man, the empty man, the empty man. And it just was sort of like a very minor internet thing of like, Oh, here we go. Just another like trying too hard horror movie. I guess it's based on a graphic novel and the description of the graphic novel sounded a lot different. It sounded like uh, that there was this kind of like empty man syndrome across the world or something like that, that literally made, they had to make laws about like, don't talk about the empty man, blah, blah, blah. But the connection is that it's sort of about something, the empty man and sort of this movement around him that is like a candy man, kind of like a legend, like it's whispered about, and it's almost like more powerful if you like investigate it and kind of like, like get exposed to it. The cold open is really great too. It's like these characters out up in the mountains and when it finally ends and the title comes up, you're just like, it's like, you know, a couple years later, or it's like years later. And you're just like, what, what is the connection to any of this? Like, like it doesn't really pay off until the very end. Um, hmm. But it's very creepy. Um, the main character is, do you guys remember the main extremist in Iron Man 3? Mm-hmm. He's like kind of chewing gum and kind of like, yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. And like Tony finally like, like blasts him in the plane and kills him. Happy but, he's um, like perpetually pissed that he's around. His name is, oh, uh, James Badge Dale is his name. Yeah. Um, but he's like pretty intense and there's like some like grief in his life and he used to be a cop and not anymore. And so when this, when this friend of his daughter disappears, he kind of like takes it on himself to like investigate what's going on. And then sort of like, hears about this empty man legend. Um, the legend too, is like this convoluted thing where it's like Candyman is like, say his name five times in a mirror and you'll summon him. Empty man is if you're on an old bridge at night and you find a bottle and blow into it and think of the empty man, then like, over the course of three days, like you'll hear him and then you'll see him. And then eventually he'll like find you on the third day. Mm-hmm. So it's this very like specific thing of like, okay, I got to be on the bridge on the bridge. Oh, okay, shit. I forgot a bottle. Okay. Uh, but um, there, there is even a connection with the bottle in the beginning, blah, blah, blah. It's I, another one where even it's new enough. I don't want to spoil it all because there's some really truly creepy stuff. I really enjoyed about it. Like there's a part where he finds this cult kind of out in the woods and, like all the lights go out and they start like shuffling kind of like towards him, but almost like in unison. And then when he tries to back up, they like, he'll take a back step back and doesn't sure if they can all see him. And then they take all one step towards him. Mm-hmm. Just like chilling shit where I'm just like, Oh God, the visuals in this. Um, and some really cool, like, yeah, some actually really cool camera work and, and visuals and stuff in it as well. It's, it's a shame that it's, I hope it gets more of a cult following, honestly, ironically, but, um, because I don't know, I just think it's doing some some cool stuff, and I basically hear nothing about it outside of like the minor thing around the trailer at one mm-hmm. point. And I think it deserves to be I don't know if it's like you know a horror classic or anything, but I think it really deserves some some more eyes on it for yeah. sure. Yeah, cool. I think it deserves to be just an urban legend that nobody believes actually oh, exists. Max. <laughs> Uh, Max, why don't you tell us what you thought about Lost Boys and Malignant? All right, I can do that. Um, Malignant. Well, let's start with Lost Boys, actually. (laughs) 
uh, I had never seen it. This is one of the like classic 80s movies that I've seen referenced everywhere. And let me guess, you had to see it because I dropped that sweet gif of the sax man, right? <laughs> that's exactly why. I had I had to watch it because, no, I... Actually, you gotta admit, that's a pretty wild, like, that character randomly shows up and you're like, what the hell is going on? It's very odd. The he And he's, like, just totally dressed like a wrestler. He has the body of a wrestler. Yes. I wouldn't be surprised if he wrestled in his free time, but he's just playing the saxophone on stage and people are loving it. They're loving <laughs> that concert, getting really into it. Just watching a wrestler play saxophone on stage. Uh, it has it has the uh, the mother from Beetlejuice. It has the father from uh, Gilmore Girls. It has Corey Feldman and some other '80s people. Corey Haim, right? Corey who? Corey Feldman and Haim? No. Yeah, yeah, I think that's true. I didn't know this other kid, the Haim guy. The the Haims, they would hang out. Yeah. Um, or the Corys, pardon me. Yeah, yeah, the Corys. That's what Jenny called them, the Corys. <laughs> Anyways, uh, it's about half vampire. None, none of the vampire stuff that happens in it makes a whole lot of sense. Uh, and they kind of like trick you at a certain point uh, of like, you know certain things about vampires and what they can and can't handle. And they kind of pull the wool out from underneath you because you thought you knew something. Uh, it... Also, oh, it has um, Bill from Bill and Ted. And uh, oh, yeah. when he, spoilers, gets killed, um, he sprays everyone with, the, with glitter blood, essentially. And I was wondering if that's the idea behind uh, Twilight. You know, there's big vampire fans uh, watching The Lost Boys and thinking, yes, vampires could use a lot more glitter here. <laughs> But It'd definitely be more glam for sure. For sure. Uh, oh, and it has Kiefer Sutherland. I don't think I mentioned of that. Of course. Right? Yeah. Riding a motorcycle. You know, a, a crazy thing about that. Look up the. Uh, if you look up the poster for that movie, where it's like all of their faces, I think with a red background, it's like all of their like very white faces and kind of like the, some of the characters trailing back. That is a painting. And if you look at it, like I think there's something in like the eyes on one of the characters. You can kind of like see notice that but like it looks like a photo that they took with all the cast and crew and it's a painting oh, wow that that's is like impressive inc- isn't that incredible yeah yeah i i found that out recently and i was like oh my gosh like who who, who did that if, if they're still alive they should be i would rather have them do the big heads on posters now <laughs> yeah for sure that's incredible i'm imagine it took them forever yeah they're like, well, I hope you get these people cast and you know what their costumes are because I'm not start working on this like a couple of years before the movie comes out. <laughs> they should have done another one for Saxman. Um, yes, yeah, yeah. They, there probably is like an alternate cover because like people will do that. They'll like make you know custom covers so that people when they have their DVDs can just like put a case, new case around it. Mm-hmm. There's probably one with just like the Saxman just right on the front, the Lost Boys. But I thought it was a charming one. I thought it was really fun. Yeah, uh, I think it has a good spot in kind of that era of horror. Yeah. Yeah, I can see why um, it's referenced so often. Mm-hmm. Although I kept expecting um, Christian Slater to show up because he does a voice in the, the Lego one in the, kind of their spoof on it. Christian like, Slater. I hey, thought, everybody. Did, 
did they get Christian Slater to do the voice because he was in the original? Because I hadn't seen the original mm. yet. Mm. And so I kept expecting him to show up as like the main vampire or something. Did somebody call him the main vampire? I, I forget. You've, you've seen Fright Night, yeah? I don't think so. Ooh, that's another good one you should watch. Another good vamp movie. And you know what's another weird thing about it? There's another, there's a remake with Colin Farrell that is mm. also very good. I think they're both good, good versions of the movie. Maybe that'll be my double feature next. Next, try, try and find a connection between those yeah. two. Hey, and uh, in the new Fright Night, is uh, Colin Farrell looking to eat some breakfast, lunch, and fucking dinner? Might be. He might be in Bruges, for all I know. Uh, I don't know if you, maybe you guys haven't seen that Colin Farrell movie then. If that reference didn't do anything for you, <laughs> did a little bit for me. Did nothing. Well, uh, we'll talk about it off air. Hmm. Not that. <laughs> Anyways, so how about Malignant? Huh. <laughs> Ah, malignant. Well, um, I don't know if you told us this, Robert, when you were talking about it, but it takes place in Seattle. Oh, yeah. I, I, did, I didn't realize. Yeah, underground tour. I mean, they're probably going to be cleaning up this ha- Halloween because of that movie. The malignant tour? Yeah. Yeah. Gotta be. Gotta be. Uh, we, ju- I just went and uh, showed some people around Seattle, right? Did the Seattle things. Went to the Thanks for inviting me. Pike Place Market. <laughs> <laughs> avoided rob while he was downtown when hey, i love being a tourist of the- in my own town but hey thanks for inviting me i <laughs> uh, went up to the top of the the space needle and and looked down through the new uh rotating we'll glass wow floor. Will never. no thank you we'll never. oh boy and it's it's really cool actually uh andrew i meant to tell you our our final episode of overlords we're going to be recording it on the one of the glass <laughs> Live pieces at the space so. needle yeah you're gonna love it um, we're gonna make you love it we talked about going to the uh, underground tour, but did not. And so it was cool to see it in Malignant. So you finally got to see it just in Malignant. Exactly. So I know exactly what it's like. I know everything about uh, how you're killed at the end of the tour. Oh. <laughs> Dragged into a... Yeah. Uh, you go down there, you're, you're, you're like chased by like a demon. You're back into like Back into like... Uh, it reminded me of like in Arkham City when you find like the, like the crazy like old steam like... Uh, exhibit down underground where they had like robots and stuff. It's like the Gotham of the future. There's a part in Malignant where they get to like a preserved street corner and it's like an old tr- like like a horse wagon and shit. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> I love I'm it. curious. You, you just have to explore more of those uh, underground. There's probably Seattle just one yeah. thin brick wall between that and a perfectly preserved Seattle street from uh, back then. It's actually filmed down there. No, just most of this movie, of course, was not filmed in Seattle. It doesn't really look like Seattle. It's filmed in LA. It looks like they just kind of like turned down the the sunshine. Uh, the opening on shot LA. is that incredibly huge, like double t- towered uh, asylum <laughs> yeah. that everyone loves and knows yeah. in Seattle. <laughs> That's right it's on like, the ocean, just up the street from Golden Gardens. I, I recognized it. Yeah, there was like the space needle was like right behind it in the shot. <laughs> um, but okay, so the the very beginning, yeah, there is that giant tower, and then they have a scene. It takes place in the '90s, and they're like doctors reacting to the stuff. It so at that Nirvana point, playing it really, in the background, just grunge <laughs> everywhere. Someone throws a fish and catches it. I think they had like they had the effect on it, so it looked like it was VHS, and it had been rewound a few times too many. You know, uh-huh. uh, it, at that point everything before the credits, it really seemed like the movie was going to lean very hard into um, like, like knowing, knowing that it's over the top and just being like 
completely nuts with it right like this is a, a throwback to to older movies but then it didn't really do that and it kind of confused me it just i mean i think it's in a some little ways like lifetime did, after the intro yeah it's a little lifetime movie and there's some disturbing like immediately like an abusive husband and stuff like that but it yeah it's all setting up in my opinion that the the crazy third act kind of reveal yeah it is it is pretty nuts um and like i said there's some enjoyable things about it um some I, I like the the weapon that she creates out of like a, a trophy that says excellence or whatever. Yes, yeah. And then um yeah, I don't a twist, I guess, I suppose, for for who the villain is, but you, like they lay it down. I don't know. I just I, I kept feeling with Robert recommending this and with it being like like you're you're even though it's this type of movie, you're going to like it. I don't know if it elevated itself to the point. And honestly, Andrew, I don't think you should watch it. I don't <laughs> yeah. think you would like it. Uh, even though he recommended it. Was, it to I mean, you I, it's hard to, said, to like, judge I sometimes if you guys I, will dig something or not. It, it, it is. It is. And I did dig some things about it. So I don't want to like tear it apart or anything like that. But I do think that the things that, that, um, that I didn't dig, I think Andrew would dig even less. So, uh, I don't know. Fair. Fair. Watch Lost Boys. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe hold off on Malignant. How about you, Andrew? What did you see? Uh, I so mean, I watched, you already told me. Yeah, I watched Villains. It's uh, on Hulu. This is a movie I don't think it even got like an official release because I think it was supposed to come out in like 2019 and then it yeah, kept I haven't getting, even heard of it. It kept getting pushed back and then it I think they ended up like officially releasing it in like mid-2020 or something. So like in the midst of the pandemic, I think it probably only got like a digital release, like never a theatrical run, but it's Bill Skarsgård and Micah Monroe play two like uh, down on their luck people who are like robbing a, like a, a convenience store and their car breaks down in this like kind of desolate road and they end up breaking into a house to try and like siphon gas from their car. And they stumble into like they they're going through the house and they're trying to find the keys to this car. They end up going to the basement. And as they're going through the basement, they find this little girl chained up to like a pole. Jesus. And she's like mute. She's not talking. And so they decide they're going to try and like get her out of there. Cause I mean, they're, they, they robbed a store, but they're like, kind they of want, well, they... they're well-meaning. Sure. People. They're just kind of down on their luck. They're like, I like, Bill Skarsgård, I have to say, for somebody who very like convincingly portrayed Pennywise as a clown, plays like a very sweet like guy in this movie. Um, but they, as they're looking for ways to like free her, they run into the owners of the house, which is uh, Jeffrey Donovan and Kira Sedgwick, who are like senator, senator. He <laughs> um, has a big big jar of piss that she's drinking. That's that's Holly Hunter. Oh my god, I confused them. <laughs> wow, that impression must have felt really weird. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking I'm Senator talking about, Senator, yeah, her I'm, famous line. I'm talking about Burn Notice and the closer themselves. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Oh, Donovan I'm so embarrassed. Um and so they they like, oh, you know, like they they kind of play these like mild mannered at first, like Hey, you broke it, you know, Jeffrey, uh, it's funny because you're doing that kind of voice earlier for somebody else, but like Jeffrey Donovan is doing that 
accent. He's like, now you've broken into my home. I see my door is ajar. And like, you know, all this like. Oh, boy. And so he's. Leghorn, Leghorn. Yeah. And, you know, he's like, I just want, you know, I'm not going to call the police. I just would like for you to sit down. We can have a discussion about this. And so, like, you know, uh, Bill Skarsgård's got a gun, but he's like, okay. And so, like, they sit down and they tell him, like, oh, that that that's our daughter. She's just misbehaving at school, so she's being punished by being downstairs. And, hmm. you know, they they say, like, I we don't believe you. Like, we think you have kidnapped this girl. And so it kind of sets in motion this, like, who are these two people? Like, there's a part in the movie that does not get followed up on where a video camera falls over and a video of, like, a really brutal murder plays. And you never find out what that is. But I think it's supposed to be, uh, like, I think you're supposed to believe that that is Jeffrey Donovan and uh, and Kira Sedgwick killing the the actual owners of this house. Ah, okay. Or at least maybe this like this little girl's parents. And so <clears throat> you as the movie progresses, it's a really tense movie. They do a really good job of like kind of it, you know, I like horror comedy more than I like horror movies. And so this movie has like a really fun kind of sense of humor about it. It like it is tense throughout but also has a, a lot of like I don't know, like weird funny moments in it too like bill hmm. skarsgård and um micah monroe play you know they play this couple but like they're really charming together and like there's some really sweet parts to it too like he i think he kind of has like anxiety and she does this thing where like she will like kind of be it like in his face and like her hair kind of drapes over his face and so all he can kind of see is her face and so it's this way of calming him down that's, like, very sweet, and it kind of looks, like, dream-esque because it's, like, her hair is just kind of all over. I feel like you would have been lulled into their basement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, yeah, I really liked it. It's, you know, it, like I said, it's got a lot of, like, really tense moments that kind of lend it to being, like, a thriller and maybe horror-ish. Um, it's not particularly gory, which I was also appreciative of because I don't go for a lot of gore but uh um, sure there's enough in it and like there's a part uh sort of towards the end i don't want to spoil it because it's also a relatively new movie but jeffrey donovan has like his his face gets kind of scraped up and just the makeup of his face kind of get, getting all cut up looked pretty cool so oh wow um, yeah i really enjoyed it i think it's the, the it's there are six people in the movie like i think other than um the convenience store workers at the beginning who have like a fleeting minute on screen, including like one of them just like faints as it's happening. <laughs> like he's, as they're robbing them with a gun, like one of them just goes, Oh, and falls over. He's just like, Oh, uh, watch. Hey, morphine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, there's, there's like six people in the movie, Bill Skarsgård, uh, Micah Monroe, Kira Sedgwick and Jeffrey Donovan are like, the majority of the movie. And then there's like one police officer who comes in for like a, a health check. And then the little girl, like that's it for the cast. Wow. And, but, um, the four main actors are so good in it. It's really hard to like, keep your eyes off of them. But yeah, I don't know. I think, I think it's enjoyable. It's kind of a different. Sounds like a good pick. Yeah. Different pick, but yeah, people enjoy it. I think it's on who it's on Hulu. So give it a, give it a watch. I enjoyed it. Okay. Right on. Anyways, uh, that'll do it for our 
Halloween episode. Everybody, stay spooky, get some candy, and stay safe. We'll see you next time. Bye.